Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by Amazing Stories Comics and Dragon's Den Games. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we're going to do a topic. Ryan, I'll let you tell us what that topic is. Oh, way to put me on the spot. On the we're spot. Gonna, we're going to be talking about board game collections. Ian Osmond's here, the redheaded Jedi himself. <laughs> Hello. Good to be here. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Amazing Stories Comics in Saskatoon is winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada. Also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Stop by the store on Friday nights for learn-to-play board games. Play and receive 20% off the purchase of any board games in the store. Welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We got a topic for you about game collections, and we're going to probably, hopefully, we'll talk about like some weird psychology stuff, and then we'll just talk about some general. Uh, oh, get out of my head, Norm. Got me in your head already. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, uh, so, Kate, Ryan, where, where did this topic come from? Because you presented it to me. Was it something you and Ian were talking about? I think we were throwing around this topic a while ago when we were just kind of t- pitching back and forth ideas about what we could talk about on the podcast. And I think I come across a of Dyson Men episode where they were talking about curating a board game collection. And one of their points that they left off on on that episode was something along the lines of the different types of collections that people could have possibly owned. And I thought, ooh, that could actually be an interesting one. I, when I was at a game night at Ian's house here, he said, oh, I've got some ideas that I could talk about on that one. Yeah, I am a nerd when it comes to collecting. <laughs> I've got a lot of eccentricities to talk about. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the depth of that is that there's more than just board games that you've collected or are currently collecting? Yeah, I also collect uh, movies. I'm a big movie guy, so I've got a little big Blu-ray collection. Oh, I was going to say... And- Big laser disc collection from the 90s. Well, not that, but no. <laughs> it is up to date, at least. <laughs> awesome. I think um, we always joke We always joke about Ian organized his movie collection. Go take a look at it and see how he actually organized it. Yeah, you won't figure it out. <laughs> so, you, okay, that, now there's, uh, there's ringings of friends of mine that used to like do like LP collections. And, and every, every month they'd go, okay, I'm organizing this on the mood I'd be in if I was to, right? And I'm like, well, what, what's wrong with alphabetical? And they would just look at me like, oh, how gauche. Yeah. Mm. Alphabetical is for the plebs. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in as one of them. Um, uh, okay, so what are you, what's the first thing you want to go off on here, uh, Ryan? Like, um, I, when we when you when you threw okay. this at me, uh, how will really we go with how will we go with what we what what do our what do our current board game collections look like today? Okay, as far as like visual description, or as like, far like, as like, like 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 Norm, you're looking at your shelf right now. I'm staring you're, at my shelf right you're now. You're staring at your shelf right now. What is your what does your board game collection look like? Controlled chaos. 
Um, and, and, and it's funny because how many, how many games are in that collection right now? Um, I would say, according to Board Game Geek, it says that I own over 200. And I would say that I'm pretty much looking at a wall that's probably six feet tall by 11 feet wide. And it's basically floor to ceiling board games. And yeah, I mean, I've got the way I've got it. It's, it's so it's like a calico cat because there's chunks <laughs> where where I have my Stefan Feld section. I have my shelf of the ever-growing Martin Wallace collection. And then I have them kind of like there's a Days of Wonder chunk. And then there's the Capstone chunk and my GMT chunk. And, you know, kind of stuff like that. No, and it makes no sense. And, and within that, there's no, like in my Wallace shelf, there's no kind of way to classify it. It's just, it's there. <laughs> cool. Ian, what does your game collection look like right now? Well, here's a big difference between me and Norm already. He says he, Board Game Geek says he has about this many. He says he's got about this many. I have 113 games, and I know that number specifically. <laughs> there yeah. we go. This I is have, why we brought on the redheaded Jedi. I have piles under chairs that I might not be counting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, 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 and what, 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 so if we were to physically look at your collection right now, Ian, what would it look like? Well, right now is not a good time because we're renovating the basement, and so they're but all typically, over. Typically, but normally, <laughs> I've got, I've got some some pretty nice shelves, and I just use. It's hard with board games. You can't really organize them because of the sh different shapes, right? Oh, so you fit them where they go. Mm -hmm. But within that, honestly, I try to color code it. That's what I do. <laughs> I have most of my blue boxes together, most of my brownish boxes together. That's mostly what I do. How and I, I, I you. do have to say, too, it is a very nice shelf. It's not your, it's not your standard, like, 5 by 5 Kallax shelf. No, it's got some nice, neat little, like, overhangs on one side and some shelves are long and narrow and some are wide and fat and yes i do it, love my board game shelves it, it, it's, it's, it's really quite something to, to see it's not your it's not your stereotypical if you go searching on board game geek shelf not like what my shelf looks like oh mine are mine are like root cellar shelves man it's just practical purposes that's it <laughs> yeah i updated just not too long ago to a, a five by five collapse and realized after i put it together and started loading it that it still wasn't big enough <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to drive you nuts because i'm going to say that my collection is approximately board game geek says i'm approximately over i'm over 300 and 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 a good chunk of mine are stored at the school on that big long <laughs> shelf that you that you uh <laughs> that, that you built for me and th those are all the board game club games and um, if you were looking at my shelf, I've, I, I'm kind of like your norm. I've got my chunks, like I've got my Stonemeyer chunks yep. are all together. Um, my Vitell Lacerdas. I see your big all, Eagle Griffin the, gallery. The, the, the anything top. that's like a huge big box is stored on top. And uh, I've got all my Stefan Felds in a row. And then I've got a pile here and a pile there. And I just got, I just got the, the, this big metal like filing cabinet that i started stuck stacking games into as well there's some big box games in there that's where all my fantasy flight stuff is actually is in that big metal filing cabinet and so 
Yeah. My, okay. my mind's kind of like yours. You just look at it. It's just a big wall of gains. There's not really any rhyme or reason to it right now. Other than I try to chunk off things like same designers, same companies. Well, that's, this just sounds like a good segue into, um, you know, what's, what's a good number for your collection. Like, I mean, we, we've got in Ian's range in the hundreds, I hit the twos and you hit the threes. What I, I mean, what, I, when Ian said that he has like, oh, I got a hundred, and I'm thinking, how can you do that? I don't. Well, I'm, I'm trying. This is. I'm kind of the same with my movie collection. When when nor when normal people <laughs> see my movie collection, they think it's huge, but it's really other movie collectors would think it's tiny. It's only about 200 and some movies. Okay, I'm lying. It's 205. I do know exactly. <laughs> but I'm smelling math and science teacher here or something. But I think there's a difference between selective and what's another good word? Inclusive collections or qualitative and quantitative collections. Right? Yeah, Ooh, I like absolutely. That. I like those words. There's some which are, some people will collect and get as many as possible. And other people are more selective as to what goes in their collection. I'm, de I'm definitely in that category. I'm a lot more selective of what goes into my collection. You see, oh. I think I'm at that point now. It doesn't look like it now, but I have become over the past year, at least the past year, I have not purchased as many games as I have in like the, say the previous two to three years. I have become more, I, I, I started off as, Ooh, I like it. I have it. I have to have it. Ooh, I yeah. like it. I have to have it. Oh, I watched a really good video. I have to have it. I, I started off doing that. Like, it's kind of, it was almost kind of like a, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what kind of, I don't even know what you call it. It's just, it's just impulsive. It was just impulsive. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, it looks cool. And then I also had this, um, we're going to get into that part. I had the, I had the FOMO going, the fear of missing out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't know if this game is going to be, they said, oh, this looks like a really cool game. I don't know if it's going to be available in a year. I'm just going to grab it and I'm going to hold on to it. That's a topic. All yeah. I think for me, with my collection or when I, when I started like really dialing this, this hobby in, it was, it was kind of like cast a wide net in regards to what games would interest me and what games you know, would appeal to uh, um, repeated plays for me. And then now it's a matter of now that I've cast this wide net and I'm looking at it right now, um, you know, what can, which ones can stay, which ones can go. Right. And I mean, there's also, you know, if I'm going to let a game go, it, the, the first thing in my head in my criteria is, is it going to that first inner circle of the community? Like, am I selling it to you or am I, you know, give, you know, selling it to, you know, someone who we game with, um, and uh, that probably for me is a little easier than just go, you know, oh, yeah. a game yeah, that you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're jumping already to the curating part to the yeah. game. You're, you're, you're but, trying to trim but it that's down. also, that's also part of how I, I try to keep my collection tighter is yeah, I can get rid of this one, but yeah, if I want to play it, I, I, I'd like to know, you know, where it is kind of thing. Right. So, so would you say, so I'm, I'm going to, I've got a point here highlighted. Um, <laughs> How 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 I kind of how I kind of started into the hobby yeah. is when I was growing my board game collection is that I I wanted a game for every occasion. I wanted to make sure that I had all my bases covered. I wanted to have two player games and three player games and a four nice player games, menu. And six player games, and 
I need to have space theme and farming theme and I need to have a worker placement and I need to have drafting and I need to have, I wanted to have a little bit of everything so that I could, if I ever did have a game night, I could appeal to, we, we, we wouldn't be able to not find a game to play. Yeah. We would be able to maybe hit most of the people's uh, um, um, tastes and likes and something some along those lines. I think a lot of people would say that's a pretty noble goal to go for, for a collection. <laughs> like you've, yeah, if you can have a game for any situation, you can have apples to apples when you have eight or 10 people over or have hive for when there's only a couple of you. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, that's like taking then, on but the then that one spiraled because then it's like, oh, I really like worker placement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, sudden I found myself, I had like five or six worker placement games. And I'm like, after a little bit, I was like, dude, why do I, why do I actually have six worker placement games? They all do the same thing, but, but one's in space and one's yeah. farming. Yeah. And <laughs> Absolutely. So where, where, so where, where did, where did that, where did that even stop? You, you, can, you can spiral out of control just on that one. Well, and I think too, and I don't know it from, from your, your perspective, but um, in certain group, gaming group nodes, there's always going to be that one person who is the, the uh, you know, the curator or, or the, you know, the game uh, library for their group kind of thing. Like with me and my cousins, I'm the one who's got the games, right? Um, and I, so, I, and I'm thinking Ryan, with you and Ian with you in your gaming group areas, unless you, unless you guys are both like in the same group and both like to have the library. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you're, you're bringing this up amongst three amigos here who have at, 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 each of us have at minimum a hundred games each. And we already said 100, 200, 300. That's like 600 games between three individuals. I think we are the library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like, in my group of friends, I'm the one with the games. Until Ryan decided, hey, I'm going to buy a bunch of games. But that's the way it was. Yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, and then other, and other than Ian, amongst our other friends, yeah, we are the we are the game people. Yeah, and it just so happens that two guys, and Ian, Ian's the one. Ian's, it's all, I remember mentioned this before. Ian's it's all Ian's fault that got he, me into this. He was he's a, he's a patient zero. <laughs> yeah he he gave me my first taste of meth <laughs> <laughs> that's a new board game coming out on kickstarter <laughs> um uh so uh so where do we go with the collections like like does a person um take on the same idea that you tell your kids and their toys it's like okay here's a new toy new toy comes in old toy goes out um is that one way you approach uh uh, keeping a lean or, or you know, first well, of all, I, I, I guess we have to decide on, I guess, I guess it'll be up to that person. And I don't know what the psychology behind this is. Well, <laughs> what, what would be, what would be the most appropriate number for a board game collection? And already you, you, you can go on board game medias and <laughs> you'll get a, a, you ask a hundred people, you're going to get a hundred different answers of what, what the most appropriate. One of my favorite um, Twitter, um, handles to follow is the board game minimalist yeah. have you have you have you have you followed, have you followed him in the in the oh, UK? Yeah. Yeah. where he keeps his he keeps his board game collection at 30 games huh. exactly 30 games all the time if you find something that's interesting he always pushes one out to bring one in constantly and so for him as a being the board game minimalist he's got his set number 
uh, that'd be oh I, I'm, I'm trying to fathom so norm could you think about that. could could you could you narrow your game like i'm gonna i'll give you a nice more rounder number could you could you do uh 50 games oh man i'd have to take a cleaver to my collection then i already tell you i can't i couldn't <laughs> you maybe i don't yeah, know well, well i mean I mean, and and that point right there brings on the that whole psychology of of collecting itself, right? Where where there's that hunter gathering, where there's nostalgia, where there's uh, the idea of of the chase, right? Or filling the void, and uh, uh, the chase part. Me doing research, I love researching stuff. So yeah, part of do. me, that's that's part of that whole collecting is is dialing in. The, the details of your hobby and, and all the little, like I keep referring to it. I, I love hunting unicorns, man. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to jump down to a point down at the bottom here is like, so how do we go about adding a new game to the collection? How, like how, how, how do you, how do you go about it? Cause for, for me back in the day, it was, I watched Will Wheaton's tabletop. Yeah, and I gotta he, admit, if, that if, he, got if he would introduce a new game, I remember. I remember one of them was he did. The uh, he did it on Takanoko. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 pandas and the and the bamboo shoots and everything. He played that game, and I thought, man, that is a really cool game. And I and I saw them get all fired up about this, and I said, that looks like a really awesome game. And then I did the, do that research. I went on Board Game Geek, read all about it, read the forums. What are people saying about this game? Are there other people that have videos about Takanoko? What are they saying? And overall, when you see positive, 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 well, I, I had to go out. I went to the drag. I, at that night, I went out to Dragon's Den, said, hey, do you guys have Takenoko? Yep. And I grabbed it and I bought it. The, 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 the media influenced me to, to, to buy that game. Come on down to Dragon's Den Games in Saskatoon. Let Darren Allen and staff help you out in your search for great board games, role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, miniature systems, and all your related accessories. Be part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area with plenty of tables and plenty of seating. Dragon's Den Games in Saskatoon. There's, um, I have to admit too, jumping on that media thing, uh, I went on, I mean, early on into the hobby, I went on a big Rado binge and pretty much all his top 10 lists went through them, did how that kind of initiate the research. And um, yeah, just the same scenario is, uh, is fell into the hype and went and uh, did some good research. And, and I mean, there's still games to this day because of that, that are like in my top, like, like trois. that I would have never stumbled upon that one had it not been through that media uh, outlet of uh, Rodder Runster. So that was, Ian, did you get hit by any of those uh, media content creators and their reviews and stuff? Um, I guess I kind of more take, more take more of a gestalt view. I like to give games time and kind of see what the overall opinion ends up being on them, right? So I, I don't tend to buy games right away. I like to give it a little bit of time, see if the hype dies down or not, or see if it's still something that people are really liking. Um, that's kind of the way. Now, there are some exceptions. Like the moment I heard the first news story on Terraforming Mars, I wanted it. <laughs> but 
usually I try to, you know, kind of wait it out and see if you, think people are still talking about it. But your instinct on that one was correct. Yes. <laughs> yes that, 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 that one, that one blew up. Yeah. And it's well, still, it's still quite popular. It's still getting expansions. And let's speak of what you just said. Instinct. There's certain reviewers or certain people that you have faith in their opinion because a lot of the, the games they positively review are games that you like. So, um, have there been, are there reviewers or are there people who suggest stuff that you immediately kind of go, yeah, done, done deal or, or game designers like, uh, like, uh, when tapestry, man, Ryan, when you heard the word come out tapestry, it was already a done deal. But what, 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 well, I heard it was a Jamie Stegmeyer design and in my mind, he had already had a good track record with me. He developed, he, he designed, couple of the, my most favorite games like in as in viticulture and in oh, scythe agree yeah and and when, and when he started making comparisons to other games that i enjoyed like he made comparisons like this game is going to be um it's going to be it has a little bit of mombasa it has a little bit of russian railroads it has a little bit of feast for odin and i was like he just named like three games that i i, I could easily be in my like my my top 20 and you're gonna you're gonna put elements of all of those into one game. Yeah, I, I got I got hyped on that one. Cool. Same with so. you, Ian. Is there any designers or any publishers that? Uh... I mean, there are designers that I like, but I don't think there's any that I would just automatically get a game from them. I still wait it out. Um, that's such yeah. patience. <laughs> oh, oh, we we got we got we got like a kung fu man. That's why he, that's why he's referred to as the redheaded Jedi. He's got Jedi training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and publishers. I mean, I think publishers. Well, that's track record. They have a good I mean, track record, right? Yeah. And once, and so it makes you pay attention for sure. Like Days of Wonder, I don't know if they've had a lot of great lately, but they used to be a, a publisher where you would pay attention when they had a game come out, because these are the Ticket to Ride people and the yeah, Coliseum these... people, and like when they came out with a new game. Yeah. Like, and then, well, and, then, and you know what? Their thing right now too is that is that they usually only release now they only release one game a year. Yeah, and, and considering so like, the volume of games that come out, I think they're pretty consistent as far as the market that they're they're, they're that they're producing the game for. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they're, I don't know. they're usually ones that I always have to do a little bit of research on because that's one because when they're only coming out with one game a year, it's either it's either going to be a, a smash hit. Or it's going to just be like that middle of the ground. Like their last two, I would say, have been really middle of the ground in, in our rating scales. They've been middle to bottom shelf material, as in uh, with Deep Blue mm -hmm. and, and, and The River. Like, does anybody even talk about The River anymore? Does well, anybody even heard about any type of hype about The River? Yeah. It, 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 got, it got a little bit of talk when it first came out because it was Days of Wonder, but then it all, it all dissipated. Yeah, well, we, uh, yeah, you could talk about how much, like, like, uh, hype time or how much, you know, attention certain games get with the volume of games that are coming out. It would be so difficult to have each one have their spotlight kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm looking for me in regards to the whole designer thing. And I think Xavier, Xavier Georges, um, uh, who did uh, Carson City, who did Trois, when I heard Black Angel um, was coming out. And it was like, you know, Trois 2.0. That, in my head right away, it was more, I didn't want to immediately say done deal because I wanted to practice some patience. But I, I, 
<laughs> I was just fooling myself. It was a <laughs> it was a done deal, right? Um, right. So, so, so I think that's that. These are all good points because when we when we talk about when people collect things, you tend to collect things that you enjoy. Like um, I'm looking over my shelf there. I got I the ones that stand out right there is my South Park collection. I still I have every single season of South Park sitting right there on the shelf, and the last two seasons are still in shrink wrap because I watched them online now. But I still but I still had the compulsion that I had to buy them, that I had to buy them just so that they filled out my collection. Well, so where do we where, so where do we where do we go on? Do you do you buy things to fill out a collection when we're talking about board games? So let's you well, might as well segue to the completionism. The, 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 what, I, no, no, no. Now I think with board games it's a little bit harder because it's like they're not releasing games as like a series, like 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 South. Like I'm taking my South Park example here. They don't release the games like a series, but I think some people could get into a trap of like I I fell into a trap for a little bit with Stefan Feld. Well, I'm looking right at the Elias series. And, and there, there, there's a point there where I said, yeah. I, I said, I enjoy Stefan Feld. I like his games. I want to own every game by Stefan Feld. Then realize that Stefan Feld, lots of Stefan Feld games are out of print. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and they're hard to find. Like when you mentioned the unicorn, it's almost like going on a unicorn hunt <laughs> to find some Stefan Feld titles. But you, so, you manage pretty well though. Um, I, I do have some of the more harder to find ones. Like I, st I do have Strasburg. Um, I do have uh, Roman Pirates, which I believe is one of his first designs. Um, I have, I have quite, I have quite a few. There's a few that I, there's not very many that I don't own. Um, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to go on Board Game Geek to figure out exactly which ones I don't have. Uh -huh. But uh, um, there's not very many that I don't at this point. Ian, where okay, are you I'll get into on? one of my eccentricities now. So yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm just going to go back to movies for a second. Because here's something that would bug me. Owning Terminator 2, but not owning Terminator. When I see that in the collection, <laughs> it drives me up the wall. So way back when I started getting board games, I got Ticket to Ride Europe, which to me is the sequel. Yeah, and it drove me crazy. So I had to buy a Ticket to Ride just <laughs> to complete that gap. <laughs> now that said, I'm okay not owning Terminator Three and Beyond. There's a cutoff point, but if there's gaps like that, it drives me crazy. Well, I think we were talking about this before too when um, it was Glenmore Two. Yeah, that was coming out, and there was some buzz coming about it, and. You thought that it was kind of like a cool game, but you couldn't come, you couldn't fathom nope. having Glenmore Two without actually having Glenmore. That's right. <laughs> so I had to track down an old version of Glenmore, which I did. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> there was no way I was buying Glenmore Two just straight up. It's not happening. All right, so so it's safe to say that any game that you have that is a sequel to something, you've got the first version. That's right. <laughs> now does, does this does this count for like second editions or is that is that completely different i know because I, I see the second edition is just being an updated version it's there, not okay it's not the same but the director's it drives me cut. crazy that they're starting to put that into the name of the game now oh eclipse did that they actually called it what did they call it the second dawn of the galaxy or something right but, so they're actually but, incorporating the fact that it's a second edition into the name 
following the your, your movie thing, um, that could easily, like second editions could easily be director's cuts. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm patenting the idea. Now they should start releasing um, designer cuts <laughs> of board games. No, don't, don't, don't call it the second edition or the third edition. Now we've got the direct, the, 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 Designer's cuts? The designer cut. Yep. The designer's cut. I like it. Okay, see, the weird person in my head thought, okay, I just saw an image of like Jamie Stegmeyer with scissors doing his own cutting <laughs> of the games and stuff. It took forever to put that one out. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, I, I think yeah, go I'm ahead. good on this point. Like, I, I, so so we're, we've all agreed that people most likely gravitate towards something in their collection. Yeah. That that they that they that they enjoy that whether it be a designer whether it be a publisher, maybe it's even just a genre. Like I own like a lot of space themed games, and I don't know because I, I, I'm a sci I'm a science fiction um, guy more at heart rather than fantasy. So I do own more um, space themed science fiction themed games rather than like the high fantasy. Let's play the uh, rewind machine game. Do you remember uh, uh, about a year and a bit ago or a couple years ago when you said, "Hey"? this is the first Western game I own. <laughs> Shut up. And then we went through the list of, well, and then you, went, then you went through my board game collection. Like that's a Western game. Yeah. That's a Western game. I think we got like, about to eight or nine and you went, <laughs> Oh, shut up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I own more Western themed games than I actually thought that I did. <laughs> I think I'm theme is one of the things that attracts me to a game for sure. But I like I like different themes. I like having different themes in my collection, like, like wingspan. Like when 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 you heard wingspan come out, like a game about birds. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> or Vinos. When I when I heard Vinos, it took. I had to order it from France because it was taking too long to get here. But a game about wine, I had to have it. Wine make now. There's tons of games about wine making, but back then <laughs> I was so excited about that idea. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. You have the you have the the what's your games edition French. Yep. That's so awesome. so well, if it's a French edition, do you have to be smoking while you play it? We. <laughs> <laughs> oui. Yeah, and then and then with contempt, flick the ashes at the opponent. Um, uh, hey, hey, okay. and, and, and those two listeners don't get upset. I'm French, so I can you know bust my own chops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so so here here here's here's another thing about board game collections. Once you have them, do you ever get rid of them? You know the answer to this. Oh yeah, I, I, I know. I, 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 I purposely cue this up because I, I I like I like Ian's thoughts because I wish I was I wish I was more like Ian. I'm gonna be fast with this one. I use the rule of if I haven't played it in a year, then it's it's basically on the conveyor belt on the way out unless. I'm going to say, okay, I got to play it again just to keep it back off of that. Haven't played it in the year list. That's pretty much what governs my, my games that uh, get uh, discarded. Ryan? We'll say, no, I, I could no, just no, see no, Ian. No, we're, we're, we're going to Ian first. Wait to Ian? Ian. Okay. Well, here, okay, here's my, what I would say is my overall philosophy of collecting. I want to create, I see my collection as creating my own personal idea of the canon of board games and so if i think a board game is worthy of getting in my collection it's going to be hard for it to leave my collection 
So a good example of this, so you said if you don't play a game for a year, it's going to be gone. I have games I haven't played in ages, but a good example is Diplomacy. Diplomacy is really hard to play. It needs six or seven people. It takes a lot of time. It's not easy to get a game of Diplomacy going. But in my mind, Diplomacy is a stone-cold classic, and there's no way it's leaving my collection because it deserves to be there. So I hold on to my games. I really do. Now, that being said, my philosophy of being a personal canon, if a game doesn't live up to that, should I be getting rid of it? Probably, but I just haven't gotten to that point yet. But I still have games. I have Monopoly. I have Scrabble in my collection because I think that those are, people like to, like to get on them now, but I think that they're important stepping stones in the history of board games. And so I want them in my collection and I keep them in my collection for that reason. And they're displayed proudly. Yep. Still right, right there with, right there with the, with the Agricolas and the ticket to rides. Absolutely. Right there. Then there's, there's risk monopoly. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. They're still there. They're all there. And that, 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 that's a, that's a great, I wish I was more like at that point where, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on this, I'm I'm a new hotness kind of guy. We we know this from the show. I, I I tend to play lots of the games that are coming out, and then if it's worthy of staying, if it's a really good game like Underwater Cities and Genties, like I love those games. Those ones are going to stick around for a while. Those ones aren't going on the trading block for a long time, or 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 ever. Um, but if I, if I get a new hotness game and I and I play it a few times, and all of a sudden. You know what? I'm like, oh, you know what? Why did I? Why did I get fired up about this? I do. I don't actually. I I played it a few times. I said, yeah, okay, I got the experience of it. Okay, you're 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 on your way out, so I can bring in something new again. I don't know that. That's where that's where I've gotten to this. Where I, I but I but I when I trade games and I sell games, I don't sell large quantities. At at a time, like when when we had the gamers garage sale at Amazing Stories, I only put it, it and it took me forever. It took me forever to put together a, a, a bag of like 12 games. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I still, and I still have eight of them. <laughs> they, they, they didn't sell or I talked myself out of selling them. And I'm like, why am I actually getting rid of this? On that note, does anybody, if anybody out here is listening, is looking for a, coll- a complete collection of Eclipse. <laughs> um, it, I, I've, I've got, I've got a complete ecle- collection of Eclipse for sale. One, because Ian owns it, and the only ever time that I've ever played Eclipse is with Ian. And two, I own Twilight Imperium, which I far more enjoy than Eclipse. And I, and I discovered Twilight Imperium after I had purchased Eclipse. Well, we're still both curating. It's just that you're, you're being more selective on your collection going out, whereas I'm just being more selective of what goes in. But I think... I yeah. like that point. Where, 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 where if I was more selective of the things coming in initially, I wouldn't have the board game monstrosity. It's in the next <laughs> room over there. Well, I mean, the, I like that point that you made about this, the, the, the filter being, um, you know, in different positions. For me, I, I'm more selective on them, you know, going out because of the fact that like that idea of casting a wide net. I want to get a good kind of breadth of, um, and again, there's probably that FOMO part into it too, right? It's, it's get that whole 
I want to I want to try it out and then make that decision afterwards. And if I don't like it, then it can go out. Um, yeah, but this this yeah, was a trap that I fell into yeah. in the past. I would I would say I it probably started it about three years ago. Really stopped last uh, about a year ago. So for about two years there, um, kick Kickstarter got my money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know where I I don't know where this mentality. It was almost like the, the it was like the gambler's rush came in, and like I'd see something really cool appear on Kickstarter, and I'm like, yeah. And this is the only time that I'm ever going to be able to get it. Okay, yeah. There's the pledge button. Yeah. And then they would come. And then now here's the problem with the Kickstarter things that they would come like about a year or so later, and I'm not fired up about them anymore. Yep. I've, yeah, I've heard that uh, that story a few times with uh, many people. So, so, so the guys at Amazing Stories, they're all making fun of me. They're like, "Why would I back it on Kickstarter? I know Rao just did, and he's gonna see, he's gonna sell it to us at, at a discounted price when he eventually gets it because he realizes he doesn't like it anymore." <laughs> you Kickstart Norm? Um, to a certain extent, like I'll, I mean, if. Uh, I follow a lot of stuff. Like I, I like to pay attention to what's going on, but I, a little bit of that fact with Ryan was saying that uh, it, I have to wait way too long and I'm a, I'm an immediacy thing, right? It's like, if I've done my research and it's like, okay, yeah, I want that game. And I, I it's like, I'm going to go to the geek market or I'm going to go to, you know, the uh, dragon's den or amazing stories. You know, I've got my, I've got my orders of priority as to like, you know, what uh, where i'm gonna go look for it but kickstarter if i'm patient enough yeah i'll I'll do kickstarter but i i'm a uh instant I, I, gratification a well yeah well and not necessarily instant gratification but um the fact that i've i've done my homework now mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna go and and you know activate the the choice and then, oh boy, do I ever get disappointed where, what, what do you mean it's nowhere? And then all of a sudden the unicorn hunt turns on. I must have that game now. Yeah, they, 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 they bit me for there for a bit with the, the Kickstarter exclusives. You can only get this now. <laughs> and, then, and then and if you want it later, you're going to be paying extortion prices on the board game black markets. Gotcha. They want you. Exactly. They're caught in their web. Yeah. Glory and, to and, Rome for $500. <laughs> And I can honestly say this too with, with, with Kickstarter lately. The only things that I actually have backed on Kickstarter are have been expansions. Oh, really? Just to, to games that I currently own that they were, they were previous Kickstarters that I've kept and really enjoyed. And they will release, uh, they'll release an expansion like a year later. And those are the only ones that I've actually kept up to. Like um, Root. Root came up with an expansion. So I, 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 I backed that one. Yeah. And, um, I'm the oh, same. There, there, there's another one that I just oh, Clash of Rage. Clash of Rage released uh, two new factions, and so yeah, like, I really, at, I really like that game. I'm, gonna, I'm looking I'll, at I'll, Raccoon uh, Tycoon, and and I'm thinking, oh, that thing's coming in pretty quick here too, and uh, and um, uh, Black Orchestra. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a there's certain, and again, like you said, that exp, you know the expansion part of our hobby that could be another topic on the show, right? Um, oh yeah, I, I already just said that. I think a future topic episode would just be just talking about expansions by themselves. But can really? we make a consensus that expansions should not be included in their number of board games in your collection? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's why, why does Board Game Geek track that? I don't know. Board Game Geek yeah. seems to think that 
It's like you get a single tile promo and that's a game. I don't know. You don't like that because it messes with your numbers. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I always always have to go into their their, their, their filter system, exclude expansions, exclude this, exclude that. Okay, that's the number of games I have. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Hunting for expansions kind of, for me, at least reinforces the fact that the game is staying in my collection too. Okay, we're not talking about this right now because this is a future topic episode. <laughs> but because everybody must knows talk from about past it ep- everybody knows from past episodes that I'm Mister Expansion. Yeah, yeah. Can you expand on that topic? <laughs> cool. Um, I was actually taking a look at. Does anybody have any other talking points they want to really bring up? I like, kind of like the highlights and lowlights. Oh, what what like that like the highlight and lowlights of our collections? Well, I mean, for me, the like highlights are the ones that I'm happy about having, but the lowlights are the the guilt the guilt shelf, like the ones that I that oh, I want to play the, and I haven't played yet. The, the the ones we always refer to as the shelf of shame. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people. Oh, we shouldn't call it that. Yes, we should. When you put <laughs> when you're buying more games, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, it's become it's become a normal acceptance of language in our hobby <laughs> that you have bought something. You, 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 if, if we went through this whole collection, if we went through this whole collection episode here, talking about that we do research and we put in all this time and effort that we're going to go and purchase a game that we enjoy and then you don't go and enjoy it. It sits there in shrink wrap and I'm guilty of this. There's, there, there's, there's eight games in the next room out of the 300 <laughs> that, that still have shrink wrap on them. And for me... I don't know why they still have shrink wrap on them. I like I liked your response this afternoon when I said, how many games are still in shrink in your collection? None of them, because that's the first thing I do is crack the shrink and <laughs> Absolutely. Pop yeah, it's Absolutely. like, it's just like bubble wrap. It's like, oh yeah, this one's done. Whew. All right, bag it and tag it. Like, like, like I don't even like, for me, I'm like, am, am I waiting around that I'm just going to sell... If I'm going to sell this thing again, am I going to get brand new price for it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the not speculation, get, I'm not man. Just bag it and tag it, man. Get that <laughs> bag and bag it, tag it. Bag oh, it man. and tag it. Move on. <laughs> so, yeah, that the 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 shelf of shame thing. Now, now, I I like I like going through like the board game geek Facebook, and I like going through some of the forums and people are talking about shelves. Like, oh, my shelf of shame's got like there's 50 games here that I've never played. How do you get to the point where you've got okay that that's that's called collecting? Yeah, that's that quantitative collection, right? Yes, it's just getting as many as you can, and some is, people is it, love that. Is it like one day? Like I I got into a little bit there where I started buying games, in the hopes that I wouldn't be playing these with my kids, one day, and so I've got I've got like um, lesser like family themed kids themed games in my collection right now that I know they're not getting played for at least another like three or four years, hmm. but they're, but they're sitting there. Cause I, I, I curated them now in the hopes that I'm, that I'm going to raise the next generation of gamers. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of on that curve too. My kids are a little older than yours and, and uh, there's some games that I bought with the hopes that they would, uh, you know, that would be family play stuff. And uh, you know, maybe I'm still hoping. <laughs> cool well do you, have, do, you, do you have a highlight of your collection uh like if, you if, know, we, if we if we went to mr lepage's 
board game shelf, what would be the, 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 the bright shining star that you, that, you would, that you would proudly display for us? Oh, Not to see, put you on the spot or anything. No, well, that's touching on, that's like, it's like, is it the unicorn hunt one or is it the nostalgia game or is it the, like, like I'd said before, I just bought Dune and, and I have Rex, right? Which is thematic, like the thematic replacement because of the whole difficulties of getting that game republished. But I bought Dune um, specifically because I remember playing it when I was a kid. And I, I remember telling you this afternoon, my biggest dread right now is I play the game and go, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I guess that was okay, but uh, <laughs> wasn't what I remembered, right? That's my big fear right now with that game. I remember it being awesome, and I remember it, you know, being one of those games where there was tensions with the friends after, like, like diplomacy. Pick people that you don't really want to be friends with too hard, <laughs> right? Um, so that's for me. There's some there's some things like that, and I mean my Crokinole board. It's 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 hangs well, on it's the wall. Proudly displayed right there on the wall. Yeah, it's it's like a piece of art, right? And it's one that I made, and um, so and you can't. I mean, you can't quantify that, right? It's just, it's like, I didn't buy it. I made it, but it's still a game that represents the nostalgic connection of when I was a kid and, and the whole Canadiana thing, right? So, but, ah, I don't know. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of frothing a bit when I'm looking at my uh, Wallace collection right now. So far, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 18. Oh my goodness! Eighteen Martin Wallace games. Yeah. Wow. Whew. I think maybe there's Whew. another. Oh wait, there's one at school. Nineteen. <laughs> and I played just about all of them. Oh yeah, I, I know the ones that you haven't played. Yeah, there's probably a handful that I haven't played that I want to play, but it's that whole. Oh, we got four players. No, I want to play this few acres of snow. It's two players. You guys can sit and watch. <laughs> you know, that, that doesn't go over too well. But, yeah, no, and, I mean, I got the brand-new Eagle Griffin Age of Steam. I think right now that's, if you're to say, the, you know, it's like the, the which, which one am I going to shine the spotlight on right now? I guess that's, the, that's the, the, the new and shiny. But it's old and shiny. That's kind of it's old, it's old and new and shiny. You know, tool new and shiny. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. That's uh, going on to this one. Ian, do, 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 you have, do you have a highlight? Well, it's funny because I've been thinking about this because our basement flooded. Now, it didn't get to the games, oh, but it goodness. got me thinking, what if it did? I got to put more thought into what goes on the top shelves as opposed to the bottom shelves, right? And so I think my highlights are the ones that I can't get anymore. So, for example, the old art Coliseum. Oh, like the Days of Wonder Coliseum. Yeah. I found that one for a pretty good price, actually. And yeah, I think it's great. The um, 10th anniversary Puerto Rico. Yes. I love that set. And you can't get it anymore. It's going for like hundreds of dollars right now. And then something like my old Risk board. Like the ones we played in our first years of university <laughs> with my buddies on the weekend. It has paper wear marks in it. And... Exactly. Am I ever going to play it again? No, but it's priceless because it's the exact same board that I used for 20 years. So mm -hmm. even in its own way, I'd say that's 
is one of the games I just don't want to lose. Brian? Okay, so for so for me, for 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 like a for like a newer edition, the my 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 proud my proud moment on my shelf right now is is my the, my seventh continent, complete I got the complete collection of seventh <laughs> continent, base box, expansion box, and all the little mini expansions that go along with it. Seventh continent is like a fan is a fantastic fantastic game, and I I've played through quite a bit of it already, and I can't wait to get through like more of it. Um, that one I because this one was a kick this was a Kickstarter only one mm-hmm. and I didn't actually back it on Kickstarter at oh. at, at the time I I got I got it all secondhand um, from from some guys that they were like me they bought it got weren't hyped about it anymore and they were selling it and I picked it up off of them because I realized that I couldn't get it and so it's one of those ones that st- sits there like you can't get that expansion material. I'm for it anymore. And that for me, the expansion material makes the game. Um, other things that I would highlight my, my Stefan Feld collection, um, all, all the Stefan Feld titles, except for, I want to say that I'm only missing like three or four titles. And there are probably like three or four titles that I, at this point in stage, probably wouldn't care if I ever got them. Yeah. I probably would never play, but all those other titles I would, I, I, I proudly play like Luna mm-hmm. and, Trajan and Aquasphere and Notre Dame and Year of the Dragon, Castles of Burgundy. I'd rather play all those Bora Bora. List keeps going on and on and on. They get, it's hit after hit and hit after hit with that with, with with that with that guy. And then my I guess my other ones would be my Vitellasertas, the the big oh, yeah. the big um, Eagle Griffin deluxified super editions that 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 they created for these games. First of all, they're fantastic games. They're always going to get played. They look fantastic. They got a shelf presence. You can't go in there and not notice them. Oh, the artwork's awesome. Yeah, the artwork's amazing on them. Um, which they're like, I, I, I'm cursing because they're saying that there's another one coming to Kickstarter in 2020, and I'm like, ah, oh. that's the Kanban one, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're redoing Kanban. With updated rules, <laughs> updated art, and look at me—I've got my head on my my hand on my forehead. And I'm like, because you know it's a done thing. deal. It's a done deal. But you and you rave about Kanban too. Oh, it's awesome! I love that game. So then, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. No, there's there, there's my there's my research. Don't, don't get it. They actually changed the title to Kanban something. So no, it's out. The director's cut. Yep. <laughs> the designer's cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, 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 those, are, those are, I would say, would be some of my highlights. Cool. Is, is there anything on your shelf that you're ashamed of? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, Munchkin? <laughs> you know Everybody's got a copy of Munchkin. <laughs> ah, I don't. No, no, no. They're, they're, okay. They're, they're, there's the nostalgic piece. Yeah, we've had so much fun with that game. It's fine. I'm Way back in the that. day when we played Munchkin. Yeah. There's just so many goofy, quirky things about that game. I think everybody's had their phase of, uh, of games that they kind of go, um, uh, no, yeah, I complete the plausible deniability that I've ever <laughs> played or owned that game. What was like when people come up to me and they say, well, have you, like, they, they know that I'm the board game guy at work. And like, so, so have you played something like, like, have you played Settlers of Catan? I'm like, yes, 
too many times than I would like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> it it's to the point where it's like it's 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 the de very definition of a dry euro for me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I could actually if I, I don't know if I could ever just enjoy base Catan. Oh really? I don't, I don't know if I could just enjoy I I always have to add in like an expansion. I would have to want to like I have to add in like one thing. I'm always up for Catan. A base game? How many times have you seen played Catan? Oh, countless. Yeah, it's it's been quite a few. Been quite a few. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm not too sure about you guys, but I think we pretty much uh, gave a good roundabout smack to this collection idea. Is there any last uh, last hits that you want to do on this topic on the way out? Hmm. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to think here. I think we 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 kind of we've kind of like nailed most of like the roundabout. Try try to hit it from as many different angles that 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 we know about. Okay. Well, um, how about this? I um, think, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ian. I was just gonna say. I think if you go in with the idea that your collection is a reflection of your taste in games and who you are as a gamer, I think that's a pretty good goal to go for. Oh, so that's yeah. deep. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great way to uh, segue to the end of this episode. Actually, I, th I think for all of us, our yeah, our games are reflections of who we are as gamers. And for me, it's it, it's always transformative. I'm changing as a gamer constantly, and so my collection reflects that. It's it, things are going out and new things are coming in. Yeah, I'm starting to develop different facets to my games and my collection. Absolutely. Oh, like I used to be, I used to be like that. I, the drier the euro, the better for me. I love, I, I love it. It's just a bunch of wooden bits and cubes that I'm pushing around a board. Oh man, I loved it. And everything. And now I've kind of like, I like, I love the the big box adventure games. Gloomhaven was amazing. If you told me that I was going to be playing Gloomhaven like five years ago, a game like Gloomhaven, I'm like, what? That doesn't sound the remotely interesting at all. And now I've got uh, now I got my wife Jen. We play. We've been playing um, Arkham Horror, the the, the 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 latest edition of it, the latest director's cut. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of still uh, thinking about what Ian just said on the on in regards to the reflection of who we are. Sir, your collection is sort of like your cardboard DNA. Yeah, Ooh. there we go. I, I, I'm going to pull a Costanza and I'm just going to drop the mic and just step away. <laughs> just, just step away. Yeah, just well, leave the room. Thank you. you Norm, if you, if you look at Norm's collection, it's it's chaotic. It's <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's if you've a ever met a person, you would understand. There's, and you know what? This is going to bug in huge. That there's a couple Dungeons and Dragons books in amongst the uh, cardboard games that have no business being there, even though that there's about four or five of them about a foot away and I'm okay with them being, you know, rogues. Do you mix your DVDs with your Blu-rays too? Oh man, I've got like uh, Wii games with my movies. Oh, don't even talk to me then. <laughs> oh yeah, and I don't even know if we own a Wii anymore. <laughs> I have Wii games and I don't even have a Wii. Yeah, I hope you no one's taking that out of context, right? <laughs> all right it's also really good to end off this episode that ian's probably been staring at my dvd blu-ray shelf and it's probably just been driving him yeah. absolutely need to go organize it now i can organize it for you if you want yeah <laughs> all right well that's uh that's a perfect time to segue out of here this was uh 
this was this was a this was a solid episode. Good idea, and I think we should have uh, we should have some more topics in be- in between the uh, reviews. We got yeah, well, like we got to talk about expansions because I have opinions about. Give me the game the way it's supposed to be given to me, and don't start. Stop to suck spoiling the episode. More money out of my wallet. Wow, Tell me how you got, really feel. I got really old man on the front porch thing. <laughs> Get off throws. my game. Get off of my cardboard. <laughs> All right, Dawal, thank you very much for listening. I've been Norm. I've been Ryan. And I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. <laughs>